Welcome to CruxCast. Whether you're in your car, at work, or at home, we hope you enjoy this interview. And if you do, you can find more like it on cruxinvestor.com. So please subscribe. We caught up earlier today with Rick Mazur. He's the CEO of Forum Energy Metals. We talked to him about uh, their Rio Tinto earning. Um, they also have one with Arano. Um, and they're controlling their own projects, chasing nickel, copper, and PGMs. All very, very topical. Uh, it's certainly feeding into the EV thematics. So we talked to him about his plans on how they hope to uh, monetize and value all of those projects moving forward. If you want our view on that, the company, the conversation, you can find that at cruxinvestor.com forward slash club. We can also find detailed company reports and analysis, which you might find useful. Um, we've got training videos on there to help you with your diligence process, summaries of other interviews that we've done just to save you some time. And of course, there's commentary from market experts from around the world with a variety of companies and commodities in our weekly shows. Plus, there's a thriving community of investors sharing their thoughts and ideas with each other in a nice, friendly, safe environment, free from trolling and abuse. Now, that sounds nice to you. Go and join them at cruxinvestor.com forward slash club. Rick, how are you, sir? Uh, doing excellent. Uh, very uh, pleased with uh, the way things have uh, unfolded over the year, despite the uh, challenges we've all faced. Yeah. And well, and well, that's the first thing. It's literally been a year since we spoke. One year, Rick. Too long. Yeah. Far too long. It's hard to believe. I know. Have you left your house in that time? <laughs> Um, you know what? We've been staying pretty close to home, uh, you know, getting out for walks and, uh, you know, trying uh, to uh, do a bit of rollerblading and uh, uh, to get some exercise. What? Rollerblading? Um, yeah. Yeah. Well, I've I, I, I played hockey all my life, you know, being a good right. Canadian boy. Uh, and... Uh, uh, so I, I like to skate. Uh, I, I just, just like getting out skating. And then in the winter, this winter, we're fortunate enough to be able to get to go skiing. Um, the skiing is still uh, is still happening here in Canada. Uh, and uh, try and get out uh, on weekends and get some exercise doing that. Um, other than that, sticking close to home. Sticking close to home, follow, following the rules. I'm impressed with the... the, the uh... Skating though, that's that's I, uh, useless. I, I've got one <laughs> pair of very brand new looking-ish uh, roller skates. If if you want them, I used them once. Realized that it wasn't for me. Th th they're yours. They're yours, Rick. Yeah, I'm, I'm good. I've got I've got a nice pair of roller blades. I bet. Um, I bet. And uh, <laughs> okay. Well, yeah. look, Rick, we haven't, we haven't caught up for a year, but I still think there's a, there's a lot of the interview from a year ago which kind of set the tone, right? Okay, you talked about the four assets that you've got in, in some detail as it was then. You talked through the track record, the business plan strategy for the team. And I still think that's worth a watch. And we'll put a link to that in the description below because if people can go there, I wanted to catch up with you because it's been a really interesting year since we spoke. Because you are targeting uranium, copper, nickel, PGMs. I don't think if you wrote down, if, if you could choose to write down the four uh, commodities that you'd want to be looking at uh, in 2020 and 2021, those, those would probably be the four. Yeah, well, that was a deliberate strategy of ours uh, back in 2017 when we decided to diversify out, uh, out of uranium, when, when uranium was 
was tough. But uh, as you know, uranium's uh, on, on its way back here three years later, four years later. Well, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll come on to the uranium in a second because it's you know it's a whole it's a whole new story. The, the the uranium equities are on on the up. Uranium price not so much, just still languishing, doing its own thing. But we'll we'll, we'll come back to that one. Um, I tell you what, for people new to this story, because we've got one or two more viewers than we had last time, um, can you give us a one minute overview of the business, and I'll pick it up with some of the questions we want to ask you after that. I'm sure you have more than one or two. Well, we had one last time. New He's viewers. a really, really good guy, really good guy. And he's still with us today, but we've got one or Great. two more. Um, yeah, well, uh, Forum is, uh, is an energy metals uh, uh, focused company. We're listed on the TSX Venture Exchange. The symbol is uh, FMC. Uh, I'm Rick Mazur, the CEO and president. I uh, started the company in 2004 as a, as a uranium company. And then uh, we, we uh, did a lot of really good work in, in the Athabasca Basin uh, of Saskatchewan and uranium in, from 2004 to, till to 2017 when we decided uh, we saw the wave, uh, the green economy coming, et cetera. And, and we thought we should uh, diversify into the energy metal space. Uh, and since that time, we've acquired... Uh, 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 first-class copper prospect in Saskatchewan, um, a great nickel uh, PGM prospect. And, and of course, we still maintain our inventory of, of uh, really good uh, uranium uh, projects that have all been drilled and, and are, are ready uh, for discovery. Beautiful. Okay. Now, Rick, when we, when we spoke, you talked about all this land package that you had, and you took the sensible decision of finding strategic partners. And you got some pretty good ones. Um, if I look at um, Janice Lake, Rio Tinto partner, um, they they had an option in place, and you know that option. Well, m maybe remind us of the terms um, that you signed with them, and maybe then go into what have they done in 2020 since I last saw you. Right. Yeah. So uh, we we acquired uh, the. The Janice Lake Copper Project in 2018 drilled it. In 2019, uh, did a 30 million dollar option with uh, with Rio Tinto. Uh, they can earn 80 percent by spending 30 million dollars on the project. Um, uh, they drilled it in in uh, uh, in 2019 uh, within weeks of, uh, of of entering into the joint venture. Um, uh, 2020. Uh, since we last talked, uh, the plan was to uh, uh, build a, a winter haul road into the into the uh, project area uh, because the, the the drilling that we had uh, done in 20, 2019 was highly successful, and Rio Tinto decided to build a 110 kilometer winter haul road into the project area last winter and build an 80-man camp. Um, that tells me that they're committed. Um, the COVID uh, delayed that a little bit. The, the road got in, but the camp did. Um, so this past summer, uh, Rio Tinto built that 80-man uh, camp uh, on the project, uh, right, right in the project area and uh, also uh, conducted uh, 
a uh, full geological mapping and prospecting program over the full 50 kilometer extent of what is not just a copper uh, deposit, it's, it's a district. Um, so they, they, they mapped it, uh, they put out a, they did 18 uh, RAB drill holes, which is kind of like a, a scout drilling kind of program uh, on a number of, of uh, copper uh, showings in, in, in the area and uh, came up with, uh, with some really good results this summer. Um, they did geophysics, they did geochemistry. It was really a holistic uh, exploration approach. And this summer, uh, they, they have collected a lot of really good uh, information um, for a drill program, which is currently underway. We have two drills on the property um, and uh, we're gonna just keep uh, pounding uh, pounding holes into these uh, these prospects uh, until the uh, spring breakup. Okay, remind me, how, how quickly do they need to spend that 30 million? And, and, and while we're at it, how much have they spent to date? How much did they spend in 2020? And what's the plan for 2021? Because that, that's an easier yeah. way for people to kind of assess how serious they are. Because Rio Tinto is a big company, yeah. 30 million is not a lot of dollars. Yeah, so um, they they have to, have to spend, uh, let's see, 20, 19 by 2023 they have to spend uh 10 million dollars to earn 51 percent well they're going to earn that this year during this current drill campaign that's that's how how much they've they've advanced this project with with all the uh infrastructure they've they've put into it with building the camp and, and the road and with the uh, all the geology, geophysics, and geochemistry, and and drilling that that uh, they've done to date, and will complete this winter, so they're going to be well over ten million dollars. Um, and uh, they have uh, seven years to uh, elect to do a um, or, or no after that uh, four years they have to elect to. Um, spend another $20 million to earn from 51% to 80%. So uh, they, they do have another couple of years to, to make that election, but, but I've been assured by them, by Rio Tinto, that if, if they like what they see, they're just gonna keep plugging away. Okay, so let me get that right. So uh, they have spent 10 million within four years, but they'll probably do that this year. And then they've got to spend the balance what uh, uh, seven years after that four-year period. So during eleven year from from four year four to year seven, they have oh, to, to spend two years seven. So right, they, yeah. right. So seven years. So got it. It's the the, the way the uh, agreement is worded. They they have four years to elect to to spend the next twenty million, but there's nothing to stop them from just to keep going. Right. Okay. So uh, above above. Uh, over the 10 million, which is going to be spent this year. Right. And, and I think that's what's going to happen. Okay. So I guess that'll be, that would be one to watch because they can choose to spend it as quickly or as slowly I, up to the end of the term as, as, as they should wish. What happens if they haven't spent 30 million bucks by the end of the seven year period? Do they still get to hold their 51%? Yes, it is. Uh, they will have earned that 51% interest under the first option. Gotcha. Okay. Um, they, they have to elect to take it. 
they may decide not to burden the project with it and give it give it back to us 100%. I've seen Rio Tinto do that in the past. Yeah, well, that's going to be the next question. It's like, what happens when they've spent the 30 million, they've got 80% of the company, and they get distracted by bigger opportunities elsewhere? What's that mean for you? How do situations like that get resolved? Yeah, well, if they earn their 80%, uh, and um, we we are a 20% uh, equity partner, um, if they continue to uh, do work on the project and, and build a mine, we we participate or find a buyer uh, for our 20% or, or they buy us out. Uh, if they decide to, in your scenario, uh, to to hold off on the project or get distracted, um, I guess it just sits there and they own 80 and we own 20 uh, and there's little expenditures done, but um, you know, I don't. I don't think that's that's going to be a, a valid scenario. Uh, I, you know, they're going to be going gung ho. Uh, they've made a discovery. We need copper uh, in this world. I mean, the, the compound annual growth rate for copper is is over three percent projected for the next ten years. No, no, I, so, no, I, I get that, Rick. But it is a scenario. But it's it's the most negative scenario because there's you've got to try and work out how you create value for stuff. And the only reason I ask is I wonder how management team goes go about constructing these agreements so that you encourage. Hmm these big companies to spend spend the money. So I, I get that it's a scenario and it's not particularly the nicest one, but it's definitely a scenario. G- given what you want them to do is find a lot of copper, mm-hmm. get keep drilling, and uh, for you to be able to work out what the sort of quantum of that, that is, what the future value of that could be, I, you know, clearly you want them to do that as quickly as possible. What else are they telling you other than they're gonna spend 10 million bucks way, way ahead of schedule? What else do you know? Um, yeah, the the program will they've they've got the camp in there. <clears throat> they've uh, they're they're moving up supplies in there to uh, to be on site uh, so that they can work twenty four seven twelve months of the year. Um, the after this drill program, uh, we'll see what the drill bit brings. Um, but uh, the plan is to continue exploration this this summer. Uh, last summer's program uh, identified a, a, another area of uh, potential interest, which was is 18 kilometers away from this initial drill area. Um, uh, they've uncovered a, 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 a they they found a boulder uh, grading over three percent copper. Uh, so that that kind of uh, uh, needs to be followed up. Uh, as I mentioned earlier on, this is a copper district. There's probably several deposits here, uh, and that's the way uh, Rio Tinto is sort of viewing this project. No, people like the idea of district wide uh, district wide copper. It's brilliant, but they also have a way of going about. Um, working the district, it could, it's not done of the kind of section that says a lot of regular for public companies, you know, you need to put out, you know, results because they've only got one or two assets. Rio's doing this in the context of a very large portfolio. So, um, can we expect to see, you know, more regular results or do they have their own way of working? Have you got any influence in the way that they put information into the market? I guess is what I'm trying to say. 
Well, the so the dr drills turning, uh, two drills are turning right now. Um, uh, we um, we get real time results uh, once they've uh, put put the um, uh, assays in. You know that that takes four to six weeks. They do their QA QC internal QA QC before they release the results to us. But we once they've gone through that QA QC process, we we get we get the results. And if it's material to um, to form, um, we have we we issue it, we put together a news release. We go through it with them. Beautiful. So you've got the right to actually help the market understand what, what's happened because you you have well at the moment. You oh, have, brilliant. Okay. Absolutely. I think I like that. Yeah. Yeah. So results. Uh, now that they're they're already drilling, we expect results to be coming out, uh, starting to come out the beginning of uh, April, um, and there'll be results from this project coming from April through till till uh, I guess about June. Okay, and what's your ideal scenario there? I mean, assume uh, Rio continue to spend, they find what they want. It looks like it's going to be something of value. You've got you end up with twenty percent of this thing in, in some some kind of reasonably short time frame. Do you keep that within the current company? Do you spin that out as another vehicle? I mean, what are the options available to you? Yeah, well, if if a major copper discovery is made, there's a lot of options open to us, isn't there? Um, you know. Um, uh, owning twenty percent uh, with the portfolio we have. Uh, I, I can see a, a situation where we would probably uh, spin out a, a, a copper development company um, and maintain, uh, separate our exploration assets to, to maintain the upside on the other exploration assets, something like that. Right. I, I guess, like I say, lots of options near the time you work out what you, what, what you want to do. Um, <clears throat> should, we move, should we move to Fair Island? Because um, you've also got your second big partner here. So, so if Rio wasn't big enough, you've also got Arano, um, very large uranium uh, producer. Um, have they have they been up to much since we spoke in uh, last February? Well, uh, when when we talked last February, uh, uh, we were drilling uh, at Fur Island. Uh, Forum is the operator of that project. Um, uh, Arano's quite quite happy to allow us to operate. Our, our vice president of exploration, Ken Wheatley, is a former Arano employee and and uh, 35 year veteran of uh, uranium exploration in in uh, in the Athabasca. So they're quite happy to uh, to utilize us as 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 operators, uh, and we like it too because we get a 10 percent management fee, um, and then. Um, uh, we drill. We were drilling last year when we talked, and at, right af after February, as you know, COVID happened, so we got shut down. So the program uh, was uh, we only got 1,800 meters of drilling last winter. Uh, we're we're drilling now. Uh, there's two drills on the property, and uh, originally we were going to drill about 6,000 meters, but uh, because of warm weather here in North America uh, in January, things have been delayed. I, I hope to get about 5,000 meters of, of, of drilling uh, at Fur Island with, 
with these two drills. Um, and that, again, we're operating this year. Okay, so slight, slight delays because of um, for COVID. So why, why is warm weather in January bad? Is it amount of water, is that the problem? Uh, in in northern Canada, in the Canadian Shield, uh, you like to drag the drills around on frozen frozen ground, uh, or you may have to uh, pull a drill in uh, over a lake type of thing. So you got to wait until things freeze up here to um, uh, uh, to get to get equipment in to mobilize things. Uh, January was was a, a very warm month in 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 northern Canada it was uh, uh, quite quite unique um, but that changed in a, a big hurry when February showed up and it was 40 below again so we're we're we're, we're back in business we're, we're drilling right but it's, it's early days again and we, we talk we said at the beginning we talk about the uranium market it's a funny funny year uh, end of last year sort of end of November December into January a lot of the uranium equities saw a spike uh, in their share price, uh, long awaited, not driven by anything other than, I, than well, certainly certainly wasn't the uranium uh, spot price. That that has done nothing for the uranium um, flows. What, what do you what do you think caused that? Well, a, a number of things happened. I guess perfect storm. I mean, uh, uh, the the U.S. Uh, the U.S. Um, made the decision to uh, source um, domestic uranium, and they don't have any. So, <laughs> uh, um, currently, most of the uranium probably comes from Canada, from from the likes of Cameco, etc. Um, and at that same time, uh, the Cigar Lake, uh, Cameco Cigar Lake mine, uh, had a COVID outbreak, and they had to shut things down. So that Kind of created uh, um, uh, a bit of uh, 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 a bit of angst in the, in the market, um, and and then the real big thing I think was the Biden victory in the United States and uh, his green plan, etc. Um, uh, because in December that's that's when um, that that's when uranium equities took off with 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 the view that. Uh, uh, part of Biden's uh, green plan that uh, you know nuclear would would form part of the uh, of that plan. Do you, is that what you attribute your um, share against to the uranium part of the story, or was it also because of the well, Rio component? Uh, well, both. Uh, you know, <laughs> you you pointed out where we've got three of the three of the uh, commodity four of the commodities that are in in real demand right now. Uh, in 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 November, uh, October November, copper was really starting to move. Its prices, it's 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 been up fifteen uh, percent this year, twenty five percent in twenty twenty. Um, but it really started to make its move in in, in November. So the um, uh, the copper uh, the copper move was was really get, getting us some attention. And then all that uranium stuff sort of happened at the same time, and uh, uh, in, in in early December, um, and, and that really just kind of exacerbated the whole situation. Uh, the the stock just started to take off. People started looking at us as a, a uh, again as a uranium uh, company, 
Uh, and then I went and they look and they go, Rio Tinto, $30 million, copper. So I, I think it was a combination. Combination of those. I mean, look, you're, you're a longstanding uranium guy. That's that, that's what you know and, and love. Um, your projects are quite early, but people, that's what I'm wondering about how much credit they gave you for the uranium components, mm. given your projects are, are early. Or do you think that across the board, you know, uranium equities were getting credit for, you know, pounds in the ground? Um, I think they, people saw that we had Arano, one, one of the largest uh, uranium companies in the world, French Nuclear Corporation, um, as a partner. Um, they saw that. Um, our, our projects uh, are, are not that early. Um, we explored for uranium, for, as, as I said, for, for over, uh, you know, close to 12 years, I guess. Uh, from 2004 to 2015 was our, our, our last um, drill campaign in uranium. Uh, all of our, we have seven uh, uranium projects outside of uh, uh, outside of what Arano uh, is doing for us at, at Fur Island. They've all been drilled. They've all had, had good science. Um, they've all been drilled at least once, if not twice, and, and really are quite advanced uh, uranium drill projects. Why do you say they've been, they've been drilled once, if not twice? Why, why does that make them advanced? What, what do you know about them? Well, uh, uh, we, 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 we d uh, drilled uh, those projects by, uh, by ourselves um, uh, once, once or twice. Uh, part of our business model was to at least get one drill campaign in, and then, and then option projects uh, off to majors. Um, one of our uranium projects uh, uh, was was optioned off to Rio Tinto. Our, our Hende uh, project was optioned off to Rio Tinto. They they uh, uh, had two drill campaigns on that, and uh, um, and then uranium market went down, so they lost interest. Um, uh, our, um, our Northwest Athabasca joint venture is another, uh, joint venture with, with Arano. Um, we've had, uh, during those years, we had three drill campaigns on it and have, uh, uh, some very interesting, uh, drill targets. Uh, some, we've got, we've got pitch in, in, in the drill bit, um, uh, up to a couple of, couple of percent, uh, pitch blend. And um, it's just uh, waiting for for another drill campaign to make uh, a major discovery. Right. Okay. Uh, I, I guess I guess it's it's relative in the sense of what one interprets by advanced. It's not scoping studies per se, are there? No. No. We're okay. we're still in the exploration phase. Got it. It's okay. The Athabasca Basin, the richest uh, uranium basin in the world. Yeah. No. It's definitely the right postcode for sure. Can we talk about, can we get onto the bits that you control? So Rio Tinto, brilliant strategic partner to have on board. Arano, brilliant strategic partner to have on board. But there's bits that you're controlling, the um, projects that you're controlling, and they've got copper, nickel, PGMs, all the things that you want to see. Um, you know, and those, those prices have been, unlike uranium, those prices have been moving. Nickel is, you know, up at probably you know near all-time highs, copper definitely. 
um, huge interest in PGMs all around this EV thematic that's going on around the world. People trying to really sort of lock in and work out where they fit. So how are you approaching those projects? How are you financing those projects? Yeah, so uh, uh, when when uh, when we did the deal with, with Rio Tinto, uh, we sort of said, what next? Uh, scoured uh, the whole geoatlas geo of, of Saskatchewan and found uh, the Love Lake uh, nickel copper PGM area was open for staking. We staked it uh, in, in 2019. Um, in in 2020, um, we uh, I, I I raised uh, 400,000 bucks. Uh, I mean, uh, things were still pretty pretty tough before the market kind of took off last uh, what July. Um, uh, so I raised four hundred thousand um, dollars. We flew a, an airborne survey over top of it uh, of the Love Lake nickel copper PGM uh, project, and uh, much to our uh, uh, surprise, we we identified three really strong target areas, feeder zones, so to speak, um, uh, uh, which are 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 really good hosts for. Um, for nickel, nickel, uh, magnetic nickel copper deposits. Um, so that, I mean, we, it's got PGMs with it as well, but this uh, area has never really been looked at for a nickel deposit. And, and we've identified these feeders that we think have the potential for a nickel deposit, much sim very similar to the Chalice Gold Julemar uh, discovery. Um, Something, something like that. So we're just um, uh, we we're able to raise um, uh, some more money. We have a two and a half million dollars in the bank right now. We're planning a one million dollar uh, uh, program at Love Lake this year in 2021 to conduct an electromagnetic survey and uh, follow up with 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 drilling. Okay, fantastic. So that, you raised some money recently, actually, another 1.5 recently. You're quite cautious with your money. You don't go crazy. <laughs> um, I've noticed that's a theme that, that's reoccurring here. So you're, you take, it's, it's some of the companies that we interview go a little bit crazy and they raise a lot of money to get things moving quickly to fit into a marketplace. Have you got a sort of sense of which cycle you're trying to fit in here? Because copper market's doing its thing. But again, this is an early stage project. You've got to come at it a certain way, right? There's no point in sort of raising too much money now, dilutory or otherwise, and you're probably going to miss this cycle anyway. I mean, so what's, what's the thinking about how you approach the nickel and the copper here? Yeah, well, uh, we're, we're a technically driven company. Um, you, you, you hit the nail on the head. There's two of us. There's me and Ken Wheatley. <laughs> Uh, we we don't have uh, uh, you know big overheads and all that. Um, having said that, we have a really good story this uh, this year, and we raised a, uh, enough money uh, this year to get out and market it. Uh, market the story. We'll be doing a lot more of that this year than than we have in the past because we do have a good story to tell. We we've got four drills turning right now, and we're going to have a fifth drill turning uh, on a third project uh, on a nickel. Uh, uh, prospects. So 
um, uh, we're, uh, we're, we're, we're cautious, but at the same time, uh, we're, we're aggressive. And what I think we'll do with, we'll, we'll see what comes out of the drill bit. Uh, we're a discovery company. Uh, if, if we hit something like, uh, what Chalice Gold did, we're away to the races, then, uh, you know, we can go back to our business model where we find a, a major company uh, partner or we spin it off because the market's really good and, and, and we want to have uh, uh, a, a nickel subco, you know, who knows? That's see, that's see, that's interesting to me. Um, I, I like that because my next question was going to be, if you, if you hits, hit some decent nickel grades like a child, who are you going to call? And you've gone to a major, right? And do you feel that, the balance would be better served if you got someone a little bit smaller with with cash, but a little bit smaller because they're going to be more incentivized to actually progress the thing quicker than perhaps a Rio Tinto or perhaps an Enrano if if they get distracted. Yeah, there's there's always that that potential. I mean, um, uh, someone smaller uh, uh, is only uh, as good as the market you're in, and. Uh, there weren't a, there weren't a lot of smaller guys uh, during the bad times in this this business uh, that could raise a plug nickel. Um, uh, you know, uh, everyone can raise money in a good market. Yeah, and 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 they and they certainly are, and some will still be around in five years, and some won't. I guess you, you've you've seen a few cycles, you know. Yeah, yeah, it sure have. <laughs> yeah, yeah. This would be what number five, <laughs> something like that. Yeah. You know, starting out as a young geologist type of thing. But no, but I, I meant it in terms of. Do you think the cycles are getting? Uh, are, are they just predictable? You know, the, the people new to this, you get very excited. You've got gold bugs getting very excited. This is the first time gold's you know shot up so high, and obviously recently it's been a little bit more problematic in terms of the pricing. Or this is the first time they've seen a nickel super cycle. But you've seen these things come and go. But do you think in this new EV world that we're in that the rules are going to change? Mm. The the extent, the length of these cycles are going to change, or do you think it's going to just follow the same old patterns? Yeah, well, um, uh, I, I think we are in a transition, transitional economy. Um, you know, whether you believe it or, or not, uh, uh, we, we are going to start. People, people want, want change. Uh, you know, the social license is, 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 is requiring it. Um, it, it's it's happening. Uh, we we are going to sort of diminish our fossil fuel uh, uh, usage o- over the next fifty years. It's still going to be around for fifty years, uh, but we are going to transition to this uh, green economy. And I tell you, uh, it, it's going to need a, a lot of metals uh, to do so. Um, and uh, we we kind of saw that when we focused on trying to get copper assets back in 2017. Um, uh, the copper that's needed for for uh, battery electric vehicles is four times what it is in an internal combustion engine. Um, the charging the amount of copper you need to to build charging stations is 
is out of the out of this world. The um, the amount of copper that's that's used for renewable energies, wind and solar, and all that, the, um, uh, it, it's it's uh, it's needed. Uh, copper's needed for all of those. There's a ton of copper. Um, it, it's it, it's a copper boom. It really is uh, what we're going to be seeing over the next ten years. I think so. I think so. You're definitely in the right right commodity areas. That's for sure, Rick. Rick, I mean. Super to see you again. Super to hear the stories advancing and moving forward. Um, you know, you're, you are as cautious and as prudent as I remember you. Um, so I, I wish you well for this year. It sounds like it's going to be a good one, especially on your own project. So you know, please stay in touch and let us know how things are progressing with the drill, because that's always the exciting bit. No, we, we sure will. Uh, the, uh, you know, drill results from Janice Lake, uh, as I say, should be starting to come out in in april and we'll have probably good good uh, news flow right through till june then uh, uh same with uh fur island uh, uh uranium project drill results should start coming out around you know in in april may as well uh and then by june july uh We'll be uh, transitioning over to our Love Lake Nickel project, and we'll be starting drilling at, at Love Lake for nickel in July. So uh, then there's going to be an, uh, another set of, uh, of results. Janice Lake's going to keep going all summer. Um, oh, and I, I, I didn't mention, we <laughs> when nobody wanted uranium, we staked a, a really good uranium property that, that we, we coveted. Uh, for years that came open uh, it, last year uh, called the, we call it the Wollaston project. Uh, we're going to do a little bit of work on that this year as well um, uh, to get it uh, uh, to a, a drill stage. So there's going to be a lot of, a lot of activity for, for form. Sounds like I look forward to speaking to you again, sir. Thank you for your time. Okay. Hey, okay. Thanks, Matthew. Thank you for listening. If you've enjoyed the interview, why not subscribe to CruxCast or our website, cruxinvestor.com and of course our YouTube channel, Crux Investor. Plus you can catch us most days on Twitter and LinkedIn. We really love getting your feedback, so please keep it coming and we'll speak to you again soon.